Thank you for agreeing to meet with me, Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, bro. Okay, well, we're gonna have to have a real conversation about your career. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Logan, I can't keep covering for you. The amount of effort that goes into working your PR goes beyond a full-time job. <laughs> Here, have a Charizard card, bro. Shut your salty, crust-covered lips before I smack them off your crap-spewing mouth. First the Japanese forest, now these crypto scams. Please just keep a low profile for once in your life, Logan. <laughs> Make it quick, bro. I'm getting my butt kicked on pay-per-view in three hours. Arr, stop boxing. You suck at it. The only reason people pay to watch is so that they can see you get punched in the face. <laughs> Whatever. Here, have a prime and a listen, bro. No, 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 no. DJ Redbeard. DJ Moritz. We're hopping on the mic. Cause we're dumb and bored. I got the info. I got the takes. Join us for an hour. Cause you're better off waiting. Listen while you're doing your dishes. Take a small walk. Welcome everybody for some home good small talk. Ah, uh, Morgan, and my co-host here is. You 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 have a co-host now? Yeah, I've always had one. Really? Yeah. Um, are you that forgettable? Did people not know? I mean, it's hard to remember things when it's been over a year. Oh, it's almost like last time we sat down to record, Connor, it was uh, 2022. Hey, oh. hey, oh, was it? Did When did we record the Avatar episode? Uh, It was January, but uh, well, then we we're... don't count the bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, last canonical numbered episode was 2022. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're, we're just moving the goalposts. It's okay. Um, <laughs> how are you doing, Connor? Well... I've been playing a lots of shipment since that's on the menu right now. I'm so glad it's back. It's it makes me very happy. Yes. Um I was so sad when it left. Um my uh my enjoyment of Modern Warfare 2 dipped so dramatically for that what half a week. It was a week and change. A full Oh my goodness. See, I'm like shaking just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah if we, if we had a video edition you you would see it's it's pretty bad um <laughs> uh, i've been playing a little bit of god of war ragnarok and some pokemon uh violet but it's been pretty busy at work the, since the new year and just getting theo i don't know he's getting older he's got two teeth now two whole teeth two whole teeth and dude they're sharp did you know like baby teeth are like shark teeth i did not um, more people die from vending machines falling on them than baby teeth attacks every year. That's incredible. Don't fact check me. But <laughs> but no, I, anyway, what I was going to say is just with all that, I haven't been playing too much. I have been binging the ever, like, the most ridiculous amount of The Walking Dead. And um, I, I think once I finish all 11 seasons, I think we should do a rapid fire on it. I think it'd be funny. But not until I'm done. <laughs> mm, mm. Not until Gotta I'm give done. Gotta give you time. I'm halfway through season seven, so we we got we don't have that much time left. Uh, and then I got a fancy haircut this past week, Connor. A 
fancy haircut. Yeah. So there's this place across from my work called Scissors and Scotch. And it's like kind of like a barber. Sh- it's like a fancy kind of chain barbershop where they have like a bar. Like you could you could get a bunch of services done then have a drink afterwards. I'm always like, this seems pretty cool. And it's not like, like I, okay, Connor, I get my, most of my haircuts at Great Clips. I'm a broke boy and most of the people there do a great job. You know, you get what you pay for. It's not like the most fancy haircuts ever, right? But like they're serviceable and I'm not too like, fancy about my hair but like most barber shops what do you think the price of like going to an actual nice barber is usually 15 dollars. 15 you said or 50 that's how much i pay 15 do you go to like a barber shop yep oh Same man guy's i'm been cutting my hair since 2006 i'm really jealous a lot of the places back home were way higher than that anyway for what this is it's not like crazy crazy expensive but it's never something i'd be like gung-ho to just buy myself right um, but I've always wanted to try it. So Kristen surprised me with a late birthday gift and uh, had gone in there and basically asked because they have like a, a welcome package, like a first time price, like that does all the things. And she got a gift card that would cover like all of that and a tip and like it included the drink. So she gave me that gift card and I actually went last week and had a great time. I got a nice fancy haircut. Um, I got a warm towel, like nice razor cut. It was great. And then I uh, had a nice uh, adult beverage afterwards. It was a wonderful time. But what uh, what drink did you have? I had, um, it wasn't an Irish uh, coffee, but it was close. Uh, it was like their spiked coffee. Like they had, they had an Irish coffee, but then they had an alternative. And I was like, I'll do that. Sounds good. Uh, it was wonderful. It was nice and warm. It was pretty cold out. So I just got to chill in for a bit and uh, sip my co- uh, spiked coffee. It's very nice. Nice, nice. But, Morgan. Yeah, Connor? Speaking of dad's drinking and child rearing. Oh, yeah? As a quick throwback to our last episode, we've both watched all of the newest season of Big Mouth, correct? Yes, we have. Yeah. All right, Morgan. And now I have to ask the important question I wanted to ask you last week. Okay. Or last episode. Last year. Yes. This was. <laughs> this is a question that's been waiting a full year at this point. Don't count the days. <laughs> Don't count that. Just go off of it. Believe what I'm saying. Always. So, Morgan. Yes, Connor. You're raising your little boy, right? I, I'd hope so. I, people would consider what I do raising him, yeah. So, I gotta know. Okay. You're teaching your boy how to live his life. Yeah. Is he dealing with hard daddy or soft daddy? Oh. Um, it's kind of in between. Because I gotta know, are we gonna have? Are, are you raising a champion? <laughs> um, I if you're asking if I've uh, twi- given him purple nurples yet, I have not. You gotta start him young if you want to raise a champion. <laughs> no purple nurples yet. He has bit me a few times, but um... okay. So he's at least practicing. He's getting ready for training. Oh yeah, he's getting ready. He he is ready. He is uh he's he's hard baby. <laughs> I'm just not hard dad. <laughs> so yeah. Beautiful. If that answers Beautiful. your questions. But continuing on with Netflix animated content. Sure. Netflix has made a big announcement. They have. No more inside job. I know. Um Alright. So do you want to explain what the show is real quick first before we keep going? 
So Inside Job was this animated series on Netflix, which pretty much the premise of it was what's day-to-day office work for the secret company that runs the government. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I have one person I fully blame for all of this. Do I know who? Keanu Reeves? No. Um listener avid listener of the show and uh, my assistant sorry uh shopkeeper apprentice uh tim uh who's going to be our um dmz buddy buddy because there's whatever day it got canceled right literally the i think it was the day before if not it was like the friday before that weekend he he came up to me and was like hey have you heard of inside job i think you'd like it you should give it a chance Tim, you fool. And then it immediately got canceled like the next day. Tim, Tim, Tim. So shout out to Tim. Love Tim. Uh, don't uh, don't recommend any other shows you want to keep going. Well, well, some shows come to tragic ends. Some shows somehow find a way to crawl back in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Because Phineas and Ferb's coming back. I know. I'm pretty excited for this. I wasn't expecting it. But you know what? When the world needed it most, Dan Povenmire said, I got this. Yes. <laughs> Just in that voice. Good. So, that's right. Perry the Platypus, Doofenshmirtz, and those beloved children are coming back. I believe it's 30 episodes they got greenlit for? Yeah, it was quite a few. It was a pretty... Pretty good size uh, green light. Yeah, this isn't your usual, oh, we'll just give you a pity. But yeah, absolutely fantastic. I personally loved Phineas and Ferb growing up. Yeah. Makes me happy knowing that your little boy might get to see brand new episodes. I, I think we'll expose him to it. I think he might enjoy that. Give him a few years. Yeah, you know, whatever. Hopefully the show doesn't just get one more season. Hopefully it stays around for a few more years. I think it I think at this point it'll be up to the creator. We'll we'll just beg Dan Povenmire, please milk this for all it's worth. Please. Make this the next Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am excited for it though. Yeah. But another show got its big renewal this week. It did. And this is another show I haven't watched yet. I know, and you should consider watching it. I am. It's on my list. As soon as The Walking Dead's 11 seasons are over, <laughs> I am going to give a, a Invincible a shot. And by then, uh, which would be late 2023, uh, season two is probably going to premiere. Yep. Late 2023, Invincible season two. Yeah. Uh, I, did you watch the teaser? Of course I did. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. I watched it was very myself. nice. It'd be better if it was a full season, though. Uh, I agree. Um, I didn't know that Stephen Yeun uh, stars in it. And that's great, because he's in The Walking Dead uh, for a lot of seasons. I won't say which one he stops being in it, because that might spoil some things. Well, it sounds like that is a spoiler. I mean, he could have been out of the show at the end of season 11 when the show stopped. But moving on. <laughs> as some things are glorious and come back to life other things die in a dumpster fire yeah and we're not google talking stadia. about our podcast folks <laughs> google stadia <laughs> is deader than a doornail yeah 
Did you um yeah rest in peace uh, officially closing down servers? There I think we've talked about this on a past episode. They're actually refunding people for all of their game purchases and console purchases. Really really cool. Like if if there is one good thing that came out of this, it was just the good faith by Google in the customer base, not with the developers or anything, because they bought out a lot of game companies that are probably gonna die now, and that's really sad. But uh, that part was cool. Uh, did you see what Rockstar did uh, when they shut down Red Dead Redemption 2 servers for Stadia? I know that they compensated a fan who had tens of thousands of hours on it. Yeah, they gave they gave him a huge, 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 um, basically like a loot crate, like a goodie box with a bunch of merch, exclusive items and everything. thought it was pretty cool, but... Um, yeah, rest in peace, Stadia. Uh, we'll we'll save it to the next episode, but there is a theme going on right now with closures and layoffs happening throughout the entire gaming industry, not just with developers, but also with journalism. So stay tuned for that. But just um, just remember that there are good people that work on all this stuff. So that's true. I'm just glad Stadia's dead. No, I agree that I think the platform was atrocious, but but yeah. But, Morgan, going back to Monofair 2 real quick. Yeah, it's a game. We both play it. Season 2 got delayed. Yeah, what a shocker. Did you know it got delayed a year and one day separated from um, Vanguard's Season 2 delay? No, because I didn't play Vanguard. I didn't either, but I saw people were bringing it up. I thought it was hilarious. that It's basically on the schedule every year now to delay Season 2 of the new Call of Duty. Uh, Brilliant. Basically on the same day each year now tragic um i was really curious in the notes they had the like we're gonna make this up to you we swear notes um just content wise i don't want to give my hopes up yet but let's just say if things go well i predicted that i'll right here on the podcast okay do you have any predictions i think we're getting multiple maps this season not just one Multiple maps. Multiple, sorry, multiple um, multiplayer maps. There is going to be the new Warzone map. It's like a smaller one. They've already announced that. Um, and I do believe a few of the classic, some of this is already leaked. Um, some of the classic modes that kind of don't make sense that they're not in the game yet will be coming. But I do think, I do think we're getting more content than normal for the last few Call of Duty games. And I'm really hoping that's a cadence they continue and not just a one-off. Uh, but okay, my one my one guess, I think we're getting the crossbow this season. <laughs> you think the crossbow's coming? Yeah, I do. If you were to guess maps, are we getting remakes or new maps? One and one. One hmm. remake, one new one. If you were to guess what the new map's going to be, like the name of it or just the concept i was like i don't know if i'll get the name either or either or um uh, how about you go first since it seems like you have an idea and then I'll, I'll let me think of one i'm thinking either dome from modern warfare 3 oh for the remake okay okay that's what I yeah hope. or high rise because dome is in co-op mode and high rise, I guess, is in Warzone somewhere. There is originally a leak that this was going to be like a Japanese theme season, and there's a map. I forgot what map it was. 
It's been remade a few times. That fits that theme. That's probably coming back. Um, but anyway, that 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 doesn't mean it's going to happen. I hope you're right. I'd rather either of those maps come out. My prediction for a new map, I think we're going to get a really bad canal map. Do you remember that mission from the campaign where you're going underwater a lot? And like... Do you remember what I'm talking about? Can you jog my memory a little bit? Um, where are you at? Uh, and it's in Amsterdam. Near oh, the, when you find out that the cartel in the is involved, yeah, and you're swimming around a lot. I think we're gonna get a map with a lot of water. <laughs> it's gonna be like in that canal, and people are not gonna like it. It's kind of weird how there's only one map right now in multiplayer that has water in it. Yeah, it is the. Bizarre hydroelectric dam map i do enjoy that they're not making it a gimmick for the whole game but it is bizarre that only a single map is utilizing it yeah because i remember in ghosts the first game that ever had water in it it was a gimmick on one or two maps yeah just weird yeah that is bizarre Uh, yeah but but those are my guesses guesses guess we'll see in a few weeks if morgan was accurate we will and if we weren't, we'll re-record this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Another game has tragic news for us. Oh. Marvel's Avengers is leaving uh, active development. Do you know what the silence was on my end? I had a fake look of surprise on my face. Marvel's Avengers, the ill-fated live service game developed by Square Enix. It was Square Enix, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it, uh, yeah, it was Square Enix, but like more specifically... Um, oh, Crystal... Uh, Crystal Dynamics, who did, yes. did the newer Tomb Raider games. This game has pretty much been fraught with uh, criticism the entire time it's existed. Yeah. And it's going to be delisted by the end of the year from all marketplaces. Yep, they're only having one more content update. So they're cutting all their roadmaps, all their promises. You know, I just feel I feel sorry for people who bought into it because conceptually, this could have been a great game. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is the problem with a lot of live service games. Yeah. They drop a half-finished product. They promise that you're going to get a full game at some point and then if the game doesn't sell well enough yeah i tend to really stay clear from most of them yeah at least the way call of duty does it is well one cod's not really gonna have a flop game unless hell were to freeze over yeah and no matter what you still have a even if they were to stop releasing content patches for this game and they were to stop dropping DLC and everything, you still have a somewhat finished game yeah. that you can still play. Can't really do that with Marvel's Avengers in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll bargain bid and check it out for like a day <laughs> if it's less than $3 or something. Check it out two weeks before the game dies. Yeah, why not for funsies? before the servers fade out for the last time maybe we maybe if i pick it up for you we can do an obituary we'll play <laughs> it for like a week straight and do like a rapid fire 
on it. What we'll do is we're gonna. Is there crossplay in this game? I think so. There really. If there's not, maybe that's also probably the reason why it's dying. <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna do what they did when they closed the original Halo Two servers. We're gonna refuse to log out. <laughs> yeah, just keep it going. Keep the train. Keep the rolling. game alive. But with bad news, we should at least lighten things up with some slightly good news. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Because Sky Oblivion finally has a release date. Woo! And I didn't hear about this, like what this thing was until after this. Also, there is no crossplay, by the way. Um, so that's trash. Um, I didn't hear about this until you explained it to me. So why don't you explain it to the audience as well? So, Elder Scrolls Oblivion is a beloved game by several fans. Don't know why I said it like that, but it came out in 2006. <laughs> it's developed by Bethesda, and it's the predecessor to the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. That's okay. You're doing great, Connor. And the Elder Scrolls Skyrim is held up as one of the best RPG games of all time. Yes. But the thing is, between the Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion and the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim, there's a huge discrepancy when it comes to graphical fidelity. Indeed, there is. And how well the game works. Because... Oblivion, honestly, is kind of like a duct-taped-together game. Because they got way too ambitious with what they planned for the AI and everything in that game. Yeah. So, if you play the game for long enough, it will actually die. Like, your save-through will die because the AI breaks itself. <laughs> so, that's a big issue. But anyway, Skyrim is a beloved game. So starting in, I want to say this was 2013 or so, a group of dedicated fans got together and they started rebuilding the entirety of the Elder Scrolls Oblivion in Skyrim's game engine. That's crazy, man. And I've been passively following this project since I first found out about it around 2012 or 13. And they've now gotten to the point where they are confident that the game is going to be coming out in the next two years. That's so cool. So it's a full, from the ground up, remake of Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Nice, man. Uh, will you pick up that mod when it comes out? If I have a PC at that point, yes. Nice, nice. Well, Connor... I'm just, oh, sorry. Oh, you continue. I was just going to say, I'm just super hyped. Because since it's built off of the Skyrim engine, Skyrim VR should be compatible. Yes. Yes. Um, I added a few things real quick. I just feel like we have to mention. Sorry to put you out there. But um, did you hear the reports that uh, Ubisoft is canceling a ton of unannounced games? I did. Yeah. I believe I heard that. At this, it was in the same article as uh, when Sea of Thieves got delayed. Yes. And oh, no, Skull and Bones. Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah, Skull and Bones. The other one. Uh, yeah, the other one. Arguably a lot worse. Um, uh, but, 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 but. Two things coming out of this. Number one, I will predict right now that Ubisoft is getting bought out by the end of this year by another company. 100% in my head. Uh, the other thing uh, actually follows up with news from today that all of the Skull and Bones pre-orders uh, got canceled and it got delisted from all the major um, gaming platforms. So maybe by the next time we record, they'll just officially have announced that it's dead. We shall see. 
Moving on from that, Connor, I have good and bad news for you. What do you want first? The bad news. The bad news? Jared Leto is starring in a new movie. Oh, I saw this. Um, it's uh, Tron. Yes. The good news is that Disney is finally making a new Tron. The bad news is Jared Leto starring in it. Um, that's that's like the salt pill in every single movie franchise nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Sony, we're finally making Morbius. It starts Jared Leto. With Jared Leto. Yeah, with, with Jared Leto. <laughs> it's Morbin time. It's more. Hey, I appreciated that part of it. You got to make it Mimi. It got them to... Re- Put it back in theaters and then bomb a second time, which <laughs> is amazing. Gaslit a movie studio into wasting more money. So funny. Then finally, Connor, I think it's time for you to get heated because I already tried it, so I'm not doing it for beard to table anymore. It's time to talk about Sierra Mist being dead. No. PepsiCo got rid of Sierra Mist. They said no. no. And instead, they repl- they are- they have already replaced it with a new better called starry boo boo um well all right uh, just give me your thoughts i just want to hear what your opinions are now just lay it on me just go for it sierra mist is my favorite soda what really sierra mist was my favorite soda oh i'm so sorry i really like sierra mist but it was not my favorite but i am so sorry i grew up drinking sprite and then Sierra Mist now tastes what I remember Sprite tasting like. Yeah. And it's gone. I'm so sorry. I am very, very sad. Now, Connor, I'd imagine it's going to be nearly impossible to let your emotions um, create an objective, subjective take for you. Well, uh, I mean, Starry's okay. Okay, but... I want to hear, what are your actual opinions on Starry? Now that we've both tried it. Well, I'm incredibly frustrated that it uses high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a carcinogen, and it's not good for you, period, regardless of whether or not it's a carcinogen. Yeah. And it clearly is trying to taste like Sprite. Yeah. Have you had them back-to-back? Because I have opinions that I like it. I haven't had them back-to-back. I mean, Starry is okay. I like it better than Sprite. Whoa. Okay. But I'm just really annoyed because it does, like a lot of people I've heard are like, oh, it's just refor Like it's the same thing as Sierra Mist. No, it's, no not. it's not. It's very much not. It's very close to Sprite. I love, Sprite's one of my all-time favorite sodas. Uh, I, I do really like Starry. Starry is way more carbonated than Sprite. And I feel like you can taste the lime more. You can, but something about the soda makes it taste heavy, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, Ceramis tastes it's light. like Ceramis it's light. Ceramis is very light, yeah. And Starry's heavy. Yeah. I don't know how to properly describe that with adjectives. Yeah. Well, pour one out for Ceramis. Connor, I'm so sorry. I did not know it was your favorite soda of all time. That's so I tough, have man. six two liters sitting downstairs in reserve. <laughs> I know you're going to save them for yourself, but you might want to save a few for eBay. I don't know how much Sierra Mist is going for on eBay. Well, give it like 10 years. Well, it's not going to be drinkable. and That won't matter. People just like having things. I want to see how much a two liter of Sierra Mist goes for on eBay right now. 
Well, why don't you um, look at a discontinued soda? Well, I mean, I know Sierra Mist is technically already discontinued, but like, what about like Crystal Pepsi? Okay, so this person's got a two liter for nineteen dollars. Uh huh. Oh, you know, I should change the filter to show me sold listings. So that's that way fair. I can see what people actually were willing to pay for. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there's a chance you can fund our whole ad campaign for Home Cook Small Talk. Okay, so someone bought a 20-ounce bottle of Sierra Mist today for $10 with $16 shipping. Let's see. Someone bought one 12 pack for $29. A single can of 7.5 ounce, which expires in March, was sold for $13. Yeah, so from what I can gather, it's between $10 and $20 right now for Sierra Mists. And then Crystal Pepsi, it varies. Um, I'm seeing like 5 to $10 for a bottle, but multi-packs are more. Okay, so probably not too much. That That's all right. Well, <laughs> a little sad, but that's okay. Connor, I think it's time for us to move on from the appetizers and get our forks and our knives and our sporks and our spoons all out for this week's Beard to Table. And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you. Enjoy. You know what, Connor? You know what I just realized? Yeah. I didn't even say that we moved on to the main course when we did it, so shame on me. Of course, of course. (gasps) Of course. Of course. You want to know what I brought today, Connor? No. No. You don't? You want me to just eat it and then just tell you what it tastes like and end it? Yes. Because I'm not going to do that. All right. <laughs> Connor, I brought Hershey's Kisses Lava Cake. Ew. Yeah. It's, I don't uh, know why that doesn't sound good. And it's not like a lava cake that's meant to taste like Hershey Kisses. It's a Hershey Kiss that's like a lava cake flavor. So the description is dark chocolate with a gooey chocolate center. Now the bag of the Hershey Kisses that I have is nice and pink for Valentine's Day. Uh, And it's got two wrapped Hershey Kisses on it and one that has a cut down the midsection. You can see some goo coming out and then there's a picture of a lava cake on the bag as well. Um, Then on the back, there's actually an instruction uh, a recipe on how to make brownie lava cakes with the Hershey Kisses, which I think that's actually kind of fun. But um, yeah, I'm gonna open these bad boys up. All right, you open the bag and immediately get a whiff of like lava cakes, and I think that's kind of amazing. I do like lava cakes quite a bit. What are your take on lava cakes in general? You know, I think the only one I ever had was from Domino's. It's pretty bussin', right? <laughs> it's hit or miss. I, mean, I, I 
I feel like it either has to be like it has to hit a specific spot. That's fair, but you gotta have it's gotta be warm and gooey, and like the chocolate. It's gotta be rich for me. I really like the rich lava cakes. But I have a Hershey Kiss here, and the wrapper I forgot to tell you is covered in like different shades of pink hearts. Pretty cute. And then you know on the little like tag, you know how Hershey Kisses have the tag you pull. Yeah. This one says lava cake on it. So I think that's fun. So it is a fresh new flavor. It's not them like rebranding something else because they do like to do that for the holidays. Like with the uh, vampire bite versus like their cherry filled ones and all that or their strawberry cream. But anyway, I opened it up. Looks like a normal Hershey Kiss. I'm going in, Connor. Go into it. Do you want my take now, or should I try one more first? Try one more. Make sure your first impressions are accurate. Okay, sure. Okay. Connor, these are amazing. They're really good. Um, Hershey's doesn't like to promote their dark chocolate that much. I feel like you ever get they that don't. vibe. Yeah, you get that vibe too. I, I feel like dark chocolate to some degree is kind of like this underground thing. Like you either know what it is and you love it, or you haven't tried it and you fear it. They're fully embracing the dark chocolate with these Hershey Kisses. It's dark chocolate Hershey Kiss, not their milk chocolate. I believe. I could be wrong, but I don't. I believe it is. A dark chocolate Hershey kiss. And the actual lava cake goo is a nice, rich, dark chocolate. Um, If you like dark chocolate, go for this. If you don't, if you like steer clear, it's not like super bitter or rich. I mean, it is rich. It's not bitter. But it is really good, man. This would go good uh, just like you ever throw a Hershey kiss on like an ice cream sundae or anything. Like put a few in there. You know, I don't think I've ever done that with a Hershey Kiss. I've done it with, say, M&M's. Okay. Or regular chocolate chips. Well, think about getting, like, a bowl of some ice cream and, like, even chopping these up a little bit and throwing them in there. You're going to have a really good time. These are awesome. This is, I think this is genuinely the first time I've done a Hershey Kiss beard to table on this podcast and, like, wanted to eat the rest of the bag right away. (laughs) Because, like, we have bags of, like, Hershey Kisses from the podcast from, like, half a year ago still. Oh, gosh. And it's not like we're avoiding eating them. It's just not like I want to snack on these. Like, every once in a while, we'll both pick some out. But it's not like, oh, man, I need to have all these now. Like, this one. Like, I need... Kristen waited to try it until after we recorded. Like, she's she'll try them tomorrow. But I think she is going to agree with me. I think we're going to have to actually buy some more. Because I remember when we both happened to do the vampire yeah. one, that one was so mediocre to me. Yeah. But I made myself eat the whole bag, and that was almost like a chore. See, you're a better person than me. I'm a little more wasteful. I don't even think I threw them out. I think we just pretended that we were going to eat them and didn't. Um, <laughs> they yeah. had to have sold last year, though, because I saw them this year. Yeah, they were back. They were back. Not this year. That's crazy. Why would you see them in January? Um, 
<laughs> we didn't sell from October. Oh, that's that's fair. Um, I this isn't I this fit this is fitting in this section just because I tried it today. Uh, but that coffee place I really like that we've done a beard the table on before the fainting goat put out a Taylor Swift drink today. Oh, it's called the are, Swift Latte. Are they I, saying that Taylor Swift's a goat? I guess so. I mean. Uh, it might be my bonus, uh, there might be a bonus, uh, dessert today covering Taylor Swift actually, but it's a, uh, blueberry Cuban and it's really good. I had it this morning, but anyway, carry on. Uh, what did you bring to the table? Well, keeping on with my, <laughs> pumpkin spice Keeping oh no forward with the fall stuff it's not pumpkin spice <laughs> oh thank goodness well if you're gonna put it like that maybe i could just go down no i'm kidding i already <laughs> got this right here i just feel bad for you it's all these sound like milk duds or something these are they're not milk duds the they are somewhat connected to milk. Uh, yogurt balls? Not yogurt. It's definitely not part of a balanced breakfast. Cheese? Not cheese. Um, you got me, man. What? What do you have? They're cereal bars. Oh, okay, okay. Do you want to guess what cereal they're for? Um, well. Mr. Henley came running at the word of cereal. Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny. Even though he doesn't, he, he's not a cereal fiend. Goose also just like sat on my lap. He's like, carry on. Tell me about this cereal thing. Um, I'm guessing it is Fruit Loops. Not Fruit Loops. It's not Fruit Loops. Halloween theme. Halloween theme. Oh, is it a Halloween cereal? Yes. Is it, um, oh man, I don't want to just guess all of them. Which one is it? Is it Count Chocula? Yeah, it is. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Count Chocula mini treat cereal bars. They come in four, four flavors. Four, va, va. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. These have been sitting downstairs for like three months waiting. <laughs> Everyone keep that in mind for the taste test. <laughs> hey, hey, the best buy date isn't until March. Okay. Of last year? Well, I mean, I bought these in October. Well, yeah, it would be really irresponsible of your grocery store to keep them out. <laughs> and they're just these cute little bars that... I guess they're good for having one as a way to limit yourself, but if you want to have an actual meal, these are not worth it. Because <laughs> they're like one inch by half inch. Oh, no. Rectangles. <laughs> now, back in my day, I remember when uh, a cereal bar was like a full meal. A cereal bar was like the size of a Nintendo DS. <laughs> it was a commitment to eat a cereal bar. I feel you. Kids these days don't know what it was like to have to eat the equivalent of a brick of sugar. Back in my day, we ate bricks. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, man, what's it smell like? Can't smell anything through the wrapper. I must dig deeper. Mm -hmm. 
It smells of chocolate. Okay, that's good. That's a good uh, thing for Count Chocula. So it looks like Count Chocula cereal dipped in chocolate with marshmallows. Hmm. Okay. Taste of it. Okay, okay. So I'm not sure if these are stale. Hmm. Or if this is just what the chocolate dipping did to the cereal. But it almost tastes slightly, um, or has almost a soggy texture. Yeah. Like if the cereal had been sitting in milk for five plus minutes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I actually don't mind it. I feel like if the cereal was was bone dry, it would have uh, made it too crunchy. Yeah. As it stands, though, it's a completely acceptable uh, cereal bar. Okay. Hey, man. That's good. Okay. Would you recommend it? Like, above other cereal bars? You know, I don't know if I could fully recommend it, just because it comes in a tiny little package full of 20 of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they are tiny. Tiny. They're not super good for snacking. Like, as I said, if you want just, like, one quick hit of sugar because you're on a diet, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you wanted a real cereal bar that is, like, the size of a brick, keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. Well, thank you, Connor. Uh, Connor, I, Kristen and I recently finished a show that we wanted to talk about on this week's Rapid Fire. We watched Wednesday. What day of the week? We watched a show on Wednesday? Yeah, every Wednesday we watch it. Actually, I get out a slightly later on Wednesdays, so we can't watch anything on Wednesdays. Oh, I watched Wednesday. Um, the showrunner is Tim Burton. He didn't direct all the episodes. But, uh, yeah. Uh, are you, you have any questions about it? Was it good? It was it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. It if you're talking about enjoyment factor, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. If you're talking about like actual quality, it was like um that like cheese that you'll get from a show like the new Sabrina show that was on Netflix, like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, or like a Riverdale, but like not as bad as Riverdale. Like, it, it was the good amount of cheese where I'm like, this isn't, like, amazing, but it's very fun still. You know what I mean? It had a good balance. Like, the writing wasn't amazing, but it didn't hurt it enough where I was like, I can't watch this. So, yeah. Interesting. And was this like a true Tim Burton experience? I think it. you could see enough of Tim Burton in here that like, I think having his name attached to it isn't insulting. 
like not not saying that he has the highest pedigree or anything, but I'm more of saying this is like you could very well tell that he had his hand involved in it. So yeah, I'd say that. Hmm. And what's the premise of the show? The Obviously, pre- Wednesday Adams is the main character, but yes, what kind of so situations we get into. Wednesday Adams is the main character. And her and Pugsley are going to whatever boring high school that has normal people in it. Uh, And Pugsley is getting bullied by some jocks. So Wednesday attempts to murder all of them. Oh. And she, they're like swimmer. They're like on the swim team, I guess. And she proceeds to put piranhas in the pool. That's metal. Yeah, and... None of them die, but I think one of them lost uh, something very private to to him. Oh, no. Yeah. So she gets expelled. (laughs) And um, they, her parents, her lovely parents, Morticia and Gomez, send her to this uh, prep academy called Nevermore, which is where the quote-unquote outcasts go. Nevermore. Nevermore. And uh, while she's there, uh, she meets people that consider her a friend. She doesn't consider people friends. Um, And she uncovers a few mysteries about the school's history and what's going on in the tiny town she now lives in. Ooh. Is Uncle Fester a character? Uncle Fester makes an appearance for one episode later in the series. Cousin It? Cousin It is not in it, but he is referenced. And okay. and this show already has gotten renewed for season two. And I would be surprised if he's at least not referenced again, if not actually makes an appearance. How dare they ignore Cousin It? They honor him. No, no. He's not in it, but they they talk about how cool he is. Don't you worry. Okay, that's good. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you like want to know like the rest of the Adams family cast that's like mainly in it? Uh, sure. Um, uh, it, uh, what's his name? Uh, Thing is in it. Like, Thing is one of the main characters. Uh, and then you see Gomez and Morticia quite a bit. Or, not quite a bit. See them at the beginning and then at the end, and the same with Pugsley. Like, they're scattered in a few episodes. But the main, the main two from the actual, like, comics, the shows, the movies... Our Wednesday and uh, thing. Yeah. Huh. And uh, <sighs> any any notable cast members? Um, Jenna Ortega as Wednesday was fantastic. I uh, she, she definitely honored the role. Who is who played it? Uh, who played Wednesday in the original? Like movies, Christina Ritchie. She uh, is a big part in the show. She plays a teacher at Nevermore, and I won't say any more than that about her in it because I don't want to spoil anything. But she plays a big part in the show. She does a very good job, and it was pretty funny. Like it was cool having her in it as a nice callback. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie is like the headmaster, and if you don't remember her from, uh, have you watched Game of Thrones? Forgot. I have not. She plays a big role in Game of Thrones, but she is also the Chrome Trooper in the newer Star Wars movies. 
the crone trooper the the chrome trooper like the one that finn has beef with you mean captain phasma yes of course captain phasma the chrome trooper my bad i don't respect her enough to like that character enough what a what a cool looking character to just completely 100 percent squander yeah it's almost like boba fett before he got his own tv show thanks ryan johnson yep uh anyway she's really good in it as well um and then in like notable in a bad way is one of the main characters uh his actor just got accused of grooming and like pedophilia and stuff so um so as her killer no surprisingly not they are not in the show uh but yeah um but yeah no everyone acting wise was mostly good i think the writing wasn't great at times and that kind of hurt some of the performances but i think everyone was given their best no one seemed to be phoning it in and honestly the parents were great too like uh guzman as gomez and i forgot gosh i forgot who plays morticia Catherine zeta jones thank you do you have the cast list out right now or are you just remembering everything nope. uh, anyway she was very good too it was a good time. Pugsley was fine. I mean, he was Pugsley. Yeah. Doesn't say no, much. Yeah. Just as good as a Pugsley can be. Yeah. Unless, they should make a Pugsley spinoff, I think. Um, I would watch it. There there are some funny Pugsley bits in the show scattered throughout. I don't really have a good point of reference to the Addams Family. So I'm just thinking of what if we gave Eric Cartman his own spinoff, but made it slightly macabre? I mean, that's okay. That's my papa. Uh, Pugsley is like more like he he doesn't have the bravado that Cartman does. He's like path- that's my papa. He's like yeah. Anyway, but ah. yeah. <laughs> do you have any other questions, Mister Cartman? What what food do you think they're eating on set? Um, I think they're eating chocolate covered grasshoppers. Is that something they eat in the show? No, I just think it's like macabre. But like also a fun treat. Not blood pudding? No, I think they it needs to taste like decent enough. I've heard blood pudding if done correctly is actually pretty good. Yeah, I feel like it's a specific palate that you need though. Like I don't think you could just give that to a kid and they'd be like, oh yeah, this is this is the stuff. I don't know, let's that's Theo. I don't want to. I don't want to do that to him. Uh, all right. Um, I recommend it. It's cheesy. If you're into like some cheese in your shows, like and not have to have it be an award wing everything, like it's pretty good. It's fun, and they've already renewed it, so you don't have the rest in peace to um, inside job, but you don't have the risk of this not continuing at least for another year. Yeah. The cool thing about Inside Job is it kind of left on a note where you could just accept that's the finale. Hmm. You can always make the joke that it was an Inside Job to cancel it. The government that's finally true. got word of it. The All I know is it ended in a better place than Paradise PD. Rip. Well, I've heard you talk about Paradise PD enough, so let's move on. Like, off the podcast, obviously. Let's move on, Connor, to this week's rankings connor do you know like in two weeks uh there's a big video game remake coming out no yeah dude uh dead space is remade from the ground up 
I completely forgot about that. Yeah, dude. It's coming out in like two weeks. Um, that is a game where if it is done well, like in the reviews show it, I might actually go pick that up. But uh, there's there- another game coming out in two weeks that I'm really looking at. And what is that game, Connor? Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. You're right, but that is not a remake, and that's... <laughs> oh, absolutely true. Yeah, I was like, come on, but man. it could be a remake of my childhood. Stay on task. <laughs> the other game that's coming out in about a month that is a huge popular remake is going to be Resident Evil 4. And to honor this trend that we are seeing in the industry, Connor, we wanted to rank our top 10 games that desperately need a remake or a heavy remaster. Uh, yeah. I have 10 on my list. Do you have 10? I do. Cool. I think we should do a back and forth on this. Okay. My number 10 is the open world game Prototype. Okay, okay. I think it was a phenomenal concept for a game, and it's done been done better quite a few times since it's come out. And But I think the gameplay had enough potential where I would love to see this uh, someone get another chance at this one. Have you uh, seen gameplay or played the um, next-gen port of it? I haven't, no. Just curious. No, I haven't heard anything like, well, it makes me want to go back to prototype kind of stuff, so I never really checked it out. But I, I think this could go for like a even if it was just a pure reboot of this franchise fun fact this was um i am a avid like i love game informer i love reading their magazines i love their podcasts they're good people the layoffs always kill me when those happen the first issue of game informer i picked up had prototype on the cover way back when yeah man so what's your number 10 earthbound (laughs) oh interesting you might see that somewhere on my list this game really needs TLC, Nintendo. Yeah. You got this IP. Fans clearly like it. It's big enough for you to put these characters into Smash Bros. But why are you giving the game some love? What's going on? What's going on, Nintendo? Why haven't we gotten Mother 3 in the West yet? Where is it? Where'd it go? Yeah, Why I, can't I play it? Oh, I agree with you, though, Connor. I would love to give Earthbound a shot, but um, I would like an actual fresh copy, not a Nintendo Online, which I actually don't have anymore. So, exactly. Yeah. My number nine, Connor, is the original Fallout. Interesting. Yeah, I would love to give it a fair shake, but I ain't going on a PC and doing that now. Well... You know why there isn't a port for um, the original Fallout game, and you have to rely on the original build of the game? Uh, I don't have a definitive answer, but I bet you do. Because the source code for the game's lost. That's so sad. Well, then this needs to be a from-the-ground remake. Yeah, they can't port the game because it's uh, been completely lost. All right, then then here we go. I was going to go for that same style of gameplay and everything. Well, what if they do it in the style of Fallout 3, then? There you go. Or New Vegas. Bada boom, bada bing. Connor, what's your number nine? Gun. Gun, nice. This is a game I've talked about a couple of times. Yeah. It's pretty much the game Red Dead Redemption was based off of. Yeah. Early uh, cowboy RPG 
that existed in the early 2000s for the original Xbox and PlayStation 2. There you go. Yeah, I, I would be down to give this a, a shot if it was fully remade. I think that'd be fun. I think this is the perf- one of the perfect games for either a remake or a remaster because it's in a genre that only Red Dead has. Yeah, it's very rare. There was like one big game that came out last year and it didn't do gangbusters like Evil West that came out. But there is always room in that genre for another, hopefully for another game to come in and get some shine. I like that. Um, my number eight, uh, there I do have a few like series on this list, but you know we've both done cop outs before. This one I would love as a series, but I'll pick a specific game. Uh, Burnout Three Takedown. I think the Burnout series is fantastic arcade racing, and if if we're gonna do a remake, we might as well do uh, arguably the best one. And I I just think if like this next gen of gamers got their hands on it, they would really like it and. Uh, even seeing what they did a few years later with that game split second, like if you had better graphical, uh, capabilities, uh, I think burnout three could be awesome. So that's my number eight. What's yours? Sea dogs. Sea dogs. Do you know anything about this game? Does it ring any bells? I don't think so. So this is a game series that existed in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, it essentially kind of got destroyed by pirates of the caribbean because the original developers came up with this awesome rpg game for the golden age of piracy uh yeah and you could actually it was almost like a choose your own adventure but you had freedom to go on multiple branches and do whatever you wanted Hmm. like you could become a merchant you could be a pirate you could um, be a privateer. You could really do whatever you wanted. There was several different paths you could go down. And uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came in and were like, hey, you mind if we uh, rebrand all your games as Pirates of the Caribbean and make you force games out like a machine gun? Aww. And that kind of ruined the franchise. That's really sad. And the, I personally think that the world needs more pirate games. As you continue because to poop on Skull and Bones. I haven't really been aggressively pooping on Skull and Bones. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I will poop on Sea of Thieves on launch on account of the fact that it essentially was a uh, ship sailing simulator. Yeah. All right. All right. We got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. My number seven is Earthbound. So no need no need to say more. Connor, your number seven. Chrono Trigger. Oh, I think aren't they doing one? I've heard rumors of it, but I have yet to see any definitive announcement, uh, trailers for it. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. 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 Nothing since the DS port. And yeah. I guess there was an iPhone port that got horrible reviews a few years ago because they microtransactioned the game to garbage mm-hmm. I, I i think i think there will be one soon but i i do really hope so too i like that on your list iconic original snes rpg yeah my number six connor is f0x 
world needs I one, it'd be great if there was a new F Zero game, but if not, let's bring back a wacky N sixty four game. Let's go. Let's do it. F Zero. Bring it back. Bring it back. We need some high speed racing. <laughs> What's your number six? Not so not a lot of crazy stuff there. I made this list probably like three weeks ago at this point. Sure. And I have not edited this list at all. So I have the Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Oh, okay. Which I find funny since Oblivion's remaster, fan-made remaster just got announced. Yeah. <laughs> this game needs TLC, Bethesda. What the heck are you doing? Bethesda can't even make a new game, right? How are they going to remaster an old it, one? It just drives me nuts that they keep porting Skyrim onto every single console that comes out. Why can't they do it with their old stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't Oblivion get a Switch port? Sorry, Why can't buddy. they put it on PS4, PS5? Yeah. If a PlayStation fan wants to play an Elder Scrolls game that isn't Skyrim, they have to boot up the PS3 version. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. All right, Connor, I only have one hot take on this list, in my opinion, and it's coming up in my number five. I want to see a remake or yeah, no, I want to see a remake. So in a new engine, whatever. Star Wars Episode One Racer. Ooh, bold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to see these pod races in like super high fidelity. Goodness, I think it'd be fun. Even if the gameplay sucked, bring it on. I just want to see it. It's cool. It's the only good part about that movie. Uh, <laughs> what's your number five? civilization revolution oh Maybe yes Sid Meier's civilization revolution yes the have you tried playing civ 5 on console yeah i've well i don't even know if i played five i've played six on my switch and i really like that Maybe it's six but i do i think what your point is going to be is that it is nice to have a more simplified version for consoles yeah because yeah. the civ 6 i have it on my switch it is so hard to navigate the menus it is yeah and fine-tune everything with a joystick the nice thing about civilization revolution is it's so quick and simplified because it was built from the ground up for consoles i know and i just like civilization revolution and i'm upset they never made a sequel they did well i got bad news for you do you hear about that it was only available on mobile <laughs> yeah. and it was made by a completely different company yeah. that somehow got the IP. It's so bizarre. It's garbage. It's so bizarre. But anyway, I totally agree with you. I would love, love, love to see that. My number four, and I actually think it's going to get announced this year. Uh, well, I think the third one is, but Metal Gear Solid, man. Like, Konami is not going to make any new good Metal Gear games, right? I think that's fair to say. That's kind of rude, but I think it's fair. Kojima's not there. They they just want to milk the franchise. What better way to milk it than just up everything and making it look good and play good? You know? That's that's my take on that. I, I think... Do you remember when the, they did the whole Silent Hill showcase last year? Yeah. I think that's going to happen for Metal Gear at some point this year. There have been a lot of rumors for a long time about some of these remakes and remasters coming. And I think that's going to happen this year. But regardless, I would still like to see it happen, uh, even if it doesn't end up being a thing. What's your number four, Connor? Red Dead Redemption. Okay. And it makes me mad 
because Rockstar and Take Two inner documents have confirmed that it was in active development. Yeah. They were making a remaster to this game and it got canceled because of the garbage GTA trilogy remaster. Yep. Yeah. Makes me really mad because while it would be incredible to play through the original Red Dead Redemption game in Red Dead Redemption 2's crazy RPG, hmm. something about Red Dead Redemption's more arcadey gameplay is just charming to me. I totally agree. Even if it was and just the graphics. What if they yeah, had it, the same graphics? But no. I'd love a port of the game with superior graphics, frame rate, etc. Yeah. I mean... They don't have to reinvent the wheel and add 20 hours of gameplay. I would just love it if they got the original game running in higher graphic fidelity and maybe improve and get the multiplayer equivalent running smoothly. Yeah. Because I don't know if you ever played the original Red Dead Redemption Online's mode. I did. It is a million times better than Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Oh, 100%. It was actually really fun. A million times better. Yeah. Uh, Connor, my number three is Resident Evil Code Veronica. It's one oh, of one of the big obscure. ones that I haven't played. And I've really wanted to, but I'm not going back to that tank style. I'm just not doing it. I'm sorry to say it. And they've they've done a lot of them. Um and they kind of just skipped over Code Veronica and Resident Evil Zero. And, but I know they've had developer interviews saying, you know, if the fans really want it and all these other ones are successful, then I guess why not, right? But they, they don't have plans for it now. I would love to see this one because I'm so curious about it. I know the story and everything, but I'd love to play it. Uh, and that kind of goes in. I didn't put it on the list, but I it's so silly. But I want the original Resident Evil fully done up like they've done 2, 3, and now 4. I know they did the big, super popular remake for like for the GameCube, right? But that's not the same. I want the over-the-shoulder, like Resident Evil Four style, full remake of this game too. But I digress. Connor, what's your number three? I find it funny that you mentioned Fallout. Ah, because I've got either Fallout Three or Fallout New Vegas on my list okay because let me tell you what graphically these games aged like milk oh yeah they did because while oblivion while dated looks pretty bad up close especially with the character models if you have oblivion playing on a modern piece of hardware and you just like walk up on a hill and look out it looks almost it looks good yeah if you have the 4k texture packs on it it's not quite photorealistic but it's like one step below that Hmm. it looks really good fallout 3 and new vegas oh my gosh and the crazy thing to me is new vegas dropped a year before skyrim yeah that is pretty wild so a remake of these games in modern graphics would be absolutely incredible especially new vegas because that's held up as one of the best rpgs ever yeah all right connor my number two 
is Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. It is the only game in, I guess, the four-game series now that is not a semi-open-world game. I personally like that stylistic choice about it, but I would love to see if there is any developer who would get greenlit to finally make Sly 5 for them to get an opportunity to rebuild the first game in the style of the others. Uh, and if not, just do higher tech, high high uh, high res, because the last remake they did for this was for the PS3, and that's gotten poor. Like you could play it on four and five, like you could play it on modern consoles through streaming, but they haven't made a genuine port of the game for next gen or even past gen, like last gen consoles yet. And if even if they don't do my ambitious like fully remake one. I would love to see a remaster, like a nice clean one, because the art style holds up to this day. Like I actually replayed the trilogy a few months ago and it still looks awesome. Just love it to be a little cleaner, you know? So that's my number two. What's yours? I feel like my last two are going to be a little more contentious. Okay. Especially this one, because I know there's a lot of people that love this game series and I feel like I'm going to drag it a little bit. But I think Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, I mean. And yeah. here I'm almost wanting them to do a more reboot. Yeah. Like, go back to ground zero. Start back at home plate and redo the franchise at this point. Because <sighs> Dragon Age 2, a lot of people hate it. It's pretty contentious. Like, people are like, yeah, it happened, but we don't like it as much as the first game. And Dragon Age Inquisition is kind of a hot mess. And Dragon Age 4 is in development hell. Yeah. And I love the story and the RPG elements of Dragon Age Origins. I hate the gameplay. Mm -hmm. I do not like the turn-based gameplay because it kind of synergizes awkwardly in the first game. It got a lot better in the second game, and Inquisitions is a lot, lot better if you choose to go turn-based. But the first Dragon Age game, it almost feels more like a PlayStation 2 or original Xbox RPG, more so than it feels like an actual Xbox 360 RPG. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, mm, hold I mean, on. Cut in now but long story short the game just doesn't play like it plays dated for when it came out yeah and they definitely got it better in the later games but i have no faith that dragon age 4 is coming out ever at this point and i'd rather they just start the whole thing over and go back to formula make an awesome reboot and rock and roll from there. Yeah. Okay, man. All right, my number one drum roll, please. Uh, I really think, Connor, that they should remake The Last of Us Part 1. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they already did that. I know. That was a joke. Well, because <laughs> well, Part 1 was the remake that they because they renamed it. Uh, anyway, no. Not that Naughty Dog game. Connor, I want them to remake... A whole Naughty Dog franchise. I want the Jack and Daxter series. 
remade or rebooted from the ground up. Those games are sweet. They kind of dip in quality a bit, but even just that first one is iconic. Connor, the controls are horrendous. There is an inverted camera, and there's no option even on the ports to swap that. For no, it's a 3D platformer basically, like an open world one, kind of open area one that they don't have that option to even like swap the cameras. But tragic, it's tragic, man. But I, I would love for some love to be poured back into these games. Um, yeah, man, that that's my list. What do you got for your number one? You want a drum roll? No. no oh, okay. I, no drum I, I, don't, I don't deserve a drum roll for this one. Oh no, it's a real hot take then. I don't know if it's a hot take, but it's more like speaking the truth. Ooh, okay. Pete Hines. Phil Spencer. Actually, Phil Spencer. I don't know why I pulled out Pete Hines. Wrong company. Uh, if you are listening to this for whatever weird reason, well, you, you know scraped the bottom of the barrel when it comes to podcasts. Hey, hey, hey. And then came back to the top, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with Crackdown, guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crackdown 3 was a nightmare. You announced it way too soon. That game got announced at E3 like 2013. It didn't come out until 2019. What are you doing? It wasn't worth the six-year wait. And Crackdown 3 wasn't worth the six-year wait. Wrecking Zone, which was the multiplayer mode, which was supposed to have the hyped-out destructive elements in it, was garbage. I couldn't find a match to play on like three days after it came out and it came out like two weeks after the campaign what are you doing yeah what are you doing but you, you gotta go back to square one you gotta reboot the franchise go back to crackdown one take the elements that made the series special you make your your cool super agent guy that goes around beating up gang members beats up inner city kids Go back to basics. Let's Go back it. to what made the franchise fun. Yeah. Bundle the game with Halo Infinite 2 if you have to. <laughs> no, just a just a multiplayer beta for it. Yes. <laughs> Bundle it with a multiplayer beta for Halo Infinite 2. Halo Infinite or <laughs> Halo Most Infinite. Um <laughs> do what you got to do. The franchise deserves a reboot. It, it's an iconic Xbox franchise. I mean, anyone who played Halo back in the day knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. They bought the game just to get the beta, and then they're like, well, I got this game. Might as well try it. And we're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> you know what? I genuinely love the first two Crackdown games. I didn't have to buy Halo 3 to be forced to enjoy it. Very I got fair. a secondhand copy of it because I was genuinely interested. Ooh. And I legitimately enjoyed it. I legitimately enjoy it to this day. If I'm bored and I'm like, well, I got three hours before I want to go to bed and nothing better to do, I boot up Crackdown 1, start a new game, and see how far I can get. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Well, I love your list. I hope you like mine too. Um, I have a really sad honorable mention because I forgot that they just did a reboot. And I just want them to do it again. Let's make Saints Row good. Please. 
<laughs> I was like, you know, Saints Row deserves some love. They need like a reboot or something. Well, guess what? It literally came out in 2022 and it killed the franchise uh, again. <laughs> Just do it one, I, more, one more time. <laughs> I was so optimistic for this game. And I straight up said, I don't have time and I have too many games going on right now to pick up this game on launch. I'll wait until like spring 2023 or summer 2023 before I pick it up. I'll have more time then. And the other day I saw footage for this game of one of the cutscenes. It looks like it came out of Saints Row 2. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's I don't remember when Saints Row 2 came out, but it's over 10 years old. It's way more than that. It was the GTA 4 competitor. It's over 14 years old. Yeah. Like, how does a new game look like a game that old? Yeah, it's tough, man. It's real tough. I just let them do it. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Just, just do it one more one more time. Just get one more time, please. It but- <laughs> reminds me of when they were showing off Call of Duty World War II. Uh, yeah. I, a YouTuber was showing gameplay of the... Of the from the E3 de- desk, they allowed creators to record footage of them playing the game mm-hmm. against other YouTubers, and I legitimately thought this guy was playing Call of Duty World at War <laughs> until he busted out a hammer and started making one of the mechanics work that was made just for Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the game that's coming out this year. <laughs> it looks like. The game from five years ago. What the heck? You know what's crazy to think about? Vanguard is the only mainline Call of Duty besides the beta. Like, I never picked up or played. I played the beta real quick. But that's it. I didn't play the campaign or anything. Didn't actually down... Didn't even do a free weekend of the game to try. Skipped it. Uh, I have that for World War Two and Vanguard. Okay. I never played the Vanguard beta. I played... Wait, I'm sorry. I played the Vanguard beta. I never played the World War II beta. Oh, uh, I had World War II for a bit. It's all right. Hot I take. Own... The single player was actually pretty good, but... I own it because I bought it to play the single player, and it's still sitting in a <laughs> pile of games that I've bought and haven't played yet. Uh, I enjoyed the single player. It's not amazing, but it's fun. It's fun to check out. But I, we need to move on. We need to move on. To this week's half baked. Come on, hurry up! It's taking forever. Ooh, I know. Finally, Connor. This week, I've nope. prepared something for you. Nope. What do you mean? Nope. What do you mean? Nope. Nope. Yeah. I don't deserve to be punished. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Don't worry. If if you don't today, you do for this lifetime. We all do. Um, and we're actually going to... This is referencing last week's episode, the bonus. Connor, I told you off air, the main reason I have this half-baked segment is based on the name. Do you want to hear the name of it? What's the name? Oh, hold on. The cats are fighting. <laughs> well, anyway, the cats are just fighting. But the name of this half-baked segment is Navi or Nabi. And Connor, 
uh, I dug through the Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar wiki, wiki. Uh, looked through all of the lore for the franchise, not just the two movies that are out, but also the video games and any comic adaptations, all that stuff, to get a list of the, all of the clans that live on Pandora. And then earlier today, I went on a website and name-generated Avatar clan names. And I want, I'm going to give you two options for each question. One, oh and you're going to tell me which one is the real clan name. Okay? I'm going to fail this so hard. That's okay. I, it's not fair. It's not a fair one. Uh, but that's all right. Sometimes, sometimes we just need to get in our place, you know? Uh, <laughs> number one, Connor. Which one is the real Avatar clan name? Oh, come on. What is going on with my uh, thing right here? There we go. No. It agrees. I don't deserve punishment. It, it is. My phone is saying, go easy on him. Go easy. Uh, but we won't do that. That's that's not fun. The listeners want to hear the torture. All right. Is the real Avatar clan name the Piv, uh, the Pivampui or the Nari clan? They both sound made up. Do they? Well, which one's real? There's no trick questions. They all have at least one real one. So it's Pivampui? The Pivampui clan? Pivampui. Or the Anari? I'm going to go with Anari. You're right. Uh, they are craftsmen from the Bone Sanctuary. The Bone Sanctuary? Yes. All right, Connor. Which one is real? The Hulanta clan or the Mingue? Or sorry, the Mingue clan? The first one. You're right. They're in the wetlands. Avatar has the most overcomplicated lore for a movie that has only has two movies and has barely shown us anything. Well, most of the lore actually comes from that the movie, the video game adaptation of the first movie. They went a little crazy. There are a ton of clans in there. <laughs> That's where a lot of this comes from. All right, Connor, this one might be a slam dunk. I want to give you one layup in here, but you're already doing well, so I'm worried. Connor, which one is the real um, clan name? The Helngi or the Metkayina? Metkayina? Correct. They're the water tribe from the newest movie. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Connor, which clan is real? The Tuxmolu or the Reitanu clan? Tuxmanu. And we got our first wrong one. Let's go. The Ray Tanu clan is from the Highlands. How funny would it be if that's just my weird, like, ultimate skill? Like, I just, for whatever <laughs> reason, I'm really good at knowing what all the clans are from Avatar, having no prior reference. You can uh, help James Cameron. You could be his lore checker, you know, <laughs> without ever looking at any of it. He'll be like, wait, did I say this in this one, like, interview one time? You'll be like, yeah. Never. You know, you'll be yeah, 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 never. Be like, wait, did never. you watch it? It's like, no, I, I just know, James. I know. <laughs> I know, Mr. Cameron. Um, all right. Is the Olangi clan real or the Zanooks? The first one doesn't sound right at all to me. Okay. But so the second one also doesn't sound right okay. because it's the first time I've heard a Z. Okay. So, so what are you thinking? 
I'm going to go with the Z one. Well, that one's real? Yeah. All right. It is incorrect. The Alangi clan is the horse clan of the plains. The horse clan? Yes. Like they ride horses, I guess. Which we have oh, yet to gosh. see on Pandora. Um, uh, all right. Finally, Connor, which clan is real? The Siani clan or the Takami clan? Takami. You are correct. They are the chemistry and botany clan. Ke- mm. <laughs> you uh, did. I'm just. You I'm did just imagining well. hippies. You did pretty well. You got four out of six. How are you feeling? I, I could have done better. You know that's okay, James. Odds are, Mr. Cameron was not watching, so you probably haven't lost your future job yet. <laughs> Just uh, make sure we delete this episode before the interview. Could you imagine James Cameron's just going around listening to all the podcasts that have Avatar 2 in the tag? <laughs> that would be insane. That would be insane. He's going to write a comment like, LOL, here's a job offer. <laughs> He's like, I like your idea. I do need a lore checker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Connor... I think you did a great job, so we should celebrate with some desserts. Desserts. All right, what's your dessert, Connor? They have successfully recreated Roman concrete. Oh. Sorry, they haven't recreated it, but they now think they know scientifically what's going on that causes Roman concrete to work so well. Okay, okay. And for those who are not in the know, Roman concrete is this awesome concrete that the Romans used to use 2,000 years ago that puts modern-day concrete to shame. Shame on you, modern concrete. Exactly. Because while modern concrete is harder and can put up to heavier forces than Roman concrete, the fact of the matter is modern-day concrete starts crumbling away after a few years. While Roman concrete is still standing tall and proud 2,000 years later. Hmm. Wow. So what's the secret? Has something to do with what they originally thought were impurities in the concrete itself. But now they're seeing that the limestone crystals that they're seeing are actually functional. Huh. Goose Goose has a lot of beef with that. He's like, no, don't reveal their secrets. <laughs> he is very offended. Um, he, he wanted to be the first to reveal the secret. Yeah, he did. He had the scoop actually months ago, and he is so upset. He's known all along. He was just trying to figure out a way to communicate. <laughs> he was so close. He was so close. But um, yeah, man, nice. Uh, what, what do you? Any anything you like? Wanna like? Um, any action items for yourself on this? I don't know. Well, I think long term it's going to be awesome if they truly have cracked the secret of Roman concrete, because that means that means a lot for infrastructure. Because the United States, as you are likely aware, has massive infrastructure problems where stuff they built fifty plus years ago has not been maintained at all. Yeah, and is now crumbling away. Shout out well, to Nashville. The roads don't work. And with our current massive push from our house to try to improve infrastructure 
this comes at a perfect time where if they can master this technology, that means our infrastructure can be restored with something that'll last a lot longer. Yeah. I like that, man. It's beautiful. All right, Connor. Um, did you hear about the burglars in Florida a few weeks ago? What they steal? Um, it's not what they stole. It's how they got caught. So two people in Florida were arrested after one of them made a 911 call to help them uh, move the belongings from the home they were stealing from. Ah, uh, yes, I heard about this. Yeah, so, you know, they didn't do a great job, but they, they did call the police and ask for assistance moving the stolen items from the house they were stealing from. It wasn't like a few blocks down the road, like, Hey guys, I really need some help. No, it was wasn't wasn't even that bright. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, my bonus my bonus story. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Taylor Swift real quick because I told you I would, right? Yeah. Now you know that I, Kristen and I adopted Goose and Keegan, right? You know that. I just assumed that you had them naturally. Uh, okay, listen here, you sicko. Uh, <laughs> um, we did not. We actually um, adopted them from the Williamson County Animal Shelter. And in the in the news this past week, uh, Taylor Swift, um, who is from Williamson County originally, uh, made a sizable donation to the shelter. And in return, they named four of their puppies after songs from her latest album, Midnights. I just think that's fun because, you know, there is a chance that Goose and Keegan could have been named after Taylor Swift songs. Hopefully not. That'd be really depressing if they were still at the shelter that long. Oh, yeah, it absolutely would be. But I'm just saying, like, in, a, in an alternate sad world, that could have happened. So, um, yeah, man. Well... You know, you know what cats drink at shelters that they're treated well at? Cream. I mean, yeah, but not like only cream. Like that doesn't sound good. They gotta say hydrated. I I think I would bet that they drink some water. No. Not any catnip tea. No, not catnip tea. I think they need to stay hydrated and drink water, just like we do, just like you do, listener. Um, and when you drink a lot of water, sometimes uh, there are waves. I don't know. Waves! Thank you. Thank you. Good night. I'm Morgan. And I'm Connor. Thank you for tuning in to Punchmania 3. Our opening match is about to begin. Andrew Tate versus Logan Paul. Sure to be a fight worth watching. Hopefully they knock each other out. We can only wish for you. And the match is beginning. And away we go. Tate opens with a pie to the face. Paul responds by punching Tate's grandma. He's not phased. He's making another YouTube video bragging about trafficking. Paul's trying to Fortnite dance in response. And the seven-year-olds are reading it up. 
And that's the end of round one. And we're back from our commercial break. Here's the top of round 73. <sighs> Logan Paul is now giving Tate a purple nurple. And wait a minute. Tate likes it. We're doing this now? Come on, guys. Oh my gosh, they're locking. They're pulling down their shorts and... Cut, cut the feed. <laughs>